This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Danny Bailey is in uh, today as well. Danny, what's up? How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm pretty good. Like to see the snow in Denver. A bit of a sad day for Broncos country, though, for sure. Not have a bit of a sad day. A very super yeah. sad day. You know what I mean? Um, Demarius Thomas passes away last night. Last night, and maybe at some point um, yesterday. But uh, we find out last night that DT number eighty-eight. You know, uh, most definitely, maybe the greatest Broncos uh, receiver in the franchise's history. I think Danny Bailey, he's your generation's, and Rod Smith is maybe mine. But also, I, I, I would, I would tell you that Demarius Thomas is the most talented uh, receiver and one of the most talented physical freaks of an athlete the Broncos have ever had on their roster ever. Von Miller like when would it agree. comes to the physical talent and specimen of the of the guy. And um, from all the reaction I've seen, I unfortunately never got to meet him or interact with him but everyone said he was one of the nicest guys around oh my gosh like dt man his his story is one of the most incredible stories in Absolutely. nfl history he, when it, he lived a very full life unfortunately it was very short but no he doubt. fit a lot into that short life when it comes to um you know um geez the Everyone has stories about like, oh, I love this player, but the lives he touched stories that we're hearing with DT and then like if you're on social media, the endless amount of like selfies with Vaughn Broncos fan, or I'm sorry, uh, DT Broncos fan and DT holding like the, their, that kid up, you know what I mean? I've seen like endless, endless amounts of these things. Everyone has a, a great DT story. This is like an incredibly sad day in Broncos history and you know, um, you know, in pro football in NFL history, um, for a guy who's you know one of the great receivers of all time, definitely one of the greatest Broncos of all time, a good man. Um, I mean, it's like I don't know where we start here. We never really had to do a podcast like this. We had two hours of the show that we just got done with to kind of talk the whole thing out. So we'll do like a mini version of that today, and maybe at the end of the show we'll find a way to pick the game today. But um, so I'm playing basketball last night at um, St. Mary's with the dad's dad ball, right, on Thursday nights mm -hmm. at 9 o'clock. And right when I walked in, my phone died, okay? It was like I got there right about 9, my phone died. So we didn't leave until about 11 o'clock, and I get out, and I'm like the last one in the park, and I'm just sitting there, my phone's charging in the car. It takes like five minutes to kind of get it back on. And then I turn the radio on, and it's Sandy, okay? Sandy's on. Well, actually, I don't hear Sandy. I hear this... Um, what's like um, church music, like a funeral music, right? Yeah. And they're bunch, playing a bunch of Demarius Thomas. Sides. Demarius Thomas over the middle for the oh, touchdown Broncos. Demarius Thomas uh, for about a minute straight. And I get this thinking, you know, this music, this, this ain't right. Kind of get this little feeling pit in my tummy. And then Sandy comes back and... You know, in Sandy fashion, setting it all up, says, you know, if you kind of just join us, Demarius Thomas, at the age of 33, has tragically passed away. And I'm thinking, like, oh, man, just my heart just sunk. And it, uh, man, it was so crushing. I called my, my phone came on, I'm still sitting there, called my wife, and I'm like, hey. She's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, uh, Demarius Thomas died. And she goes, I know. And it was just, like, sad. 
it was just really, really sad. And, you know, it was 11 o'clock. I probably didn't go to bed till 1 o'clock just reading stuff and reading stuff and reading stuff. And, um, you know, highlights. People put all these little, you know, clips of uh, DT highlights um, together. Man, he was, he was so special and so unique. Um, and I was, you know, sad. You know, woke up, kind of thought about it. And I, uh, my son, who's eight, um, came into, we have a little one, and he was up, and you can hear him, so then the kids feel like they can come in, you know, and try to not wake our ba- the baby up. And uh, so JJ came in, and I was like, I told my wife, that oh, JJ's got to wear his uh, Demarius to school today. He goes to private school. He can't get a uniform. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't. Even though I wish now I would have, like, put it on him and let him wear it until they told him to take it off. Yeah, just say screw it. I feel like, you know, it's lunchtime here. I swear, it's lunchtime here. It's 11 o'clock, 22 here in Denver. I swear I want to, like, take him the Demarius jersey for the second half of the day or something like that. I'm still considering it. But, um, so, um, he didn't really hear me or anything like that. And we're driving to school this morning. It's this morning, okay? And I turn the radio on, and it's like, it's like, um, liners, not a commercial. The passing of a Broncos legend. And I turn the radio off. And my son said, yeah, like, he's, he is, like, he gets it. He, like, he knows players. He knows, like, like he's just, he's, he's like a mini-me, man. He's, he's an advanced child. Um, so he goes, who? Who passed away too early? And I was like, oh, nothing. I don't know what they're talking about. And he goes, just say. So I go, and I have a six-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter, too, in the car. So I told JJ, I go, okay. Uh, Demarius Thomas died last night. And he goes, 88? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, how? And uh, I'm like, I'm not sure. I think he had something going. Like he was maybe had some medical or something. He was sick or something. I didn't really know what to say. And then he goes, um, how old? And I go, 33. And I didn't cry up until like that point. And then I just kind of like, it was like hard for me to explain it to him. And, like, you know, I didn't want to get him going, like, at, you know, he's, like, they go to a, he goes to a Catholic school. They're yeah. learning stuff about, like, the Holy Ghost and Jesus, you know, like, stuff that you hear, like, you, you'll never learn at a public school. For sure. And, like, even, it's, like, I'm always, like, there's stuff, like, at a Catholic school where I'm, like, eh, I think he's too young for that. You know what I mean? So, he's, like, I don't know. He's thoughtful. He thinks about, like, well, what happens when we die? Where do we go? I'm going to see you again. Like, he's, you know, there's things that little kid, like, some he's thoughtful like that. So, it was hard to explain to him this morning kind of what happened and I was like I don't know it made me really upset so I kind of got upset I think I was gonna I didn't think I was gonna get upset like that but man like Demarius is like man he's the best he was the best dude and he's like what an incredible player teammate guy biggest that that big smile Mm -hmm. I mean like damn like infectious humble polite like uh country but in all the good, you know, charming ways. Um, I love DT when he was clean shaven and had that tight, you know, number one, you know, little like hair. He looked like a, uh, it's uh, like a super soldier. I mean, like six foot three, two twenty five, probably even bigger. I mean, like a action figure. Um, and then I love DT when he had the mustache mm-hmm. like yours and the hair grown out yeah. like country DT. So, I mean, just, I don't know, man, you know, um, the most humblest of dude, I always say this all the time, even about like guys like Alfred Williams or like media heroes around here and, and not just great former Broncos, the guys like that, like they act like players always, 
Like even the former players, they still act like I'm a player. You like you can't relate to a, a real person. They look right through you a little bit, you know. Sure. And you're just a fan. You always be just a fan, and that's okay. You know they are godlike figures. But Demarius man was like a regular dude, a regular dude who would treat people like regular people. So I had Marcello Romano in my old radio co-host for six years. Okay, he was in. He's gonna be coming in on Fridays. We hadn't done radio in years together. I mean regularly for about five or six years now since then okay actually I'll, I'll tell you so um we first started doing radio when i was in do working for the newspaper at the time when they fired mike shanahan okay and i was kind of coming on some shows with different stations doing stuff I was like a broncos insider guy right so james merrillat you know the founder of mile high sports um i meet with him and cello about doing a show I didn't know Cello at all at the time, at all. I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. And James was like, give me an opportunity. And I was like, in my I was in my 20s, and I was like, uh, let's do this. Oh, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm ready. You know, all this kind of stuff. So Cello and I, for one, it was like, we just, it was a match made in heaven. It was like, we were like, not, you know, we're just, we didn't, we, we, we were competitive against each other. The show was great. You know, like, we, we it was great. Cello's a great guy, and he's, he's talented at this kind of stuff. But... It was the start of, it was the firing of Mike Shanahan, the hiring of Josh McDaniels was the start of my, like, my radio career. So I'm spending tons of time at Dove Valley. I mean, uh, you know, um, especially when I'm, you know, w working for the newspapers at the time. And young guys like me and Cello, like you attach to other young players, okay? So for not only what the team was at the time, a young rebuilding team, kind of like a start from scratch kind of team, like a re like a it's like a reboot with you know Vaughn and those guys. But they draft Josh McDaniels drafts Tim Tebow, Zubin Mahente, who works for Fox Thirty One, um, who now is, does Sports Centers. Yep, Zubin Mahente is like one of the biggest dudes on you know. He um, was doing Sports Center last night, and I loved it because he was talking about being at Dove Valley the night they drafted Tim Tebow, and then a few picks later, Demarius Thomas. I was there. It was the night I always make fun of Ryan Edwards for stealing chicken tenders from Dove Valley, <laughs> lining his pockets, his cargo pockets with Ziploc bags. It's become like a legendary story. <laughs> so um, I remember the night the Broncos drafted DT. You know, I was there, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was epic because it was all about Tim Tebow, but also then you add Demarius Thomas, it was just like, whoa, Josh McDaniels is doing that thing, you know? So I always remember him for being that like kind of most humble of guy, but to like bring it back, um, Cello and I were just like young dudes in radio and like, we didn't know any better. You know what I mean? So when you'd have like these open locker rooms, there were guys we would gravitate towards and like every media guy thinks like, Oh yeah, I'm friends with the players. We're friends. Oh, what's up, man? You know, like, you know, but like DT, Chris Harris, um, Derek Wolf. It's like this, that, these guys, uh, Kevin Vickerson was one of our guys. We just buddied up with, cello and i we could go to them we can go up to their locker we weren't friends we didn't hang out afterwards i didn't have all of these guys numbers but Demarius thomas was like one of our guys one of my guys you know so when i'm in i'm in high school the broncos are winning super bowls 97 98 i graduated in the year 2000 you mm -hmm. know what i mean so it's like that's what was a different like era i'm about to be 40 yeah so you know you're a young dude you and jake are like young dudes so like this next era of the greatest era of Broncos football was like I got to be a part of it, but like professionally and like at an up close and personal level that I could have only dreamed when I worked for the John F. Kennedy High School Statesman newspaper. You know, this is the high school newspaper when I'm 15 or 16 years old, 14. Um, 
And that's it. Cello and I were in San Francisco, Radio Row, the, the, for the, the whole week plus leading up. The, all the events and all the opportunities to connect with the players and the teams and the, you know, from the, the, the Super Bowl party stuff on Fisherman's Wharf that was like, I always tell Chelo, we, makes, we talk, talk about Stephen A. Smith coming up and says, where are the dipping sauces at? Where are the, where's the honey mustard dipping sauces at? And, and you know, like right, right there. And then they had these, uh, I got to tell you about this party, man. It was so like, the, every, it's everything you'd ever think, a gala of epic proportions of posted by the NFL for the Super Bowl 50 you know, the biggest party of, like, the century. There was these bread rolls they had. And um, they were, they're little footballs. <laughs> <laughs> they were little footballs. That's incredible. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I should have, like, kept those, and, and they probably would have molded out and just saved it, like, in a bag in the garage. <laughs> <the same way. laughs> I haven't sold it on eBay. No, but, um, so, like, my life's work, the culmination of my life's work as a radio professional was Super Bowl 50. When the Broncos win an improbable Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50 of all of them to, to win, you know? Peyton Manning leading them. Um, Von Miller, the, the Super Bowl MVP. But, like, Demarius, the, I don't know, still somehow unsung, underrated, all-time Broncos great. I got to, like, live it. Every last, like, moment of it up close and personal, like, in the locker room. In the press box, Cello was telling me that um, <laughs> we make fun of each other. He makes fun of me because we'd be in the press box. You're supposed to, like, when you're in the press box, you go in there, you sit there, you do your work, and you shut the fuck up. Yeah, business <laughs> and decorum. <laughs> there yeah. is no cheering in the press box. It's like the one rule of the press box. But, like, the Tebow era, you couldn't, like, deny it. So Cello or something, <laughs> I would say, so there was one time when, we're like, I don't know what it was, middle of like the Tebow, we're co- the coming out party, a couple games in there doing that thing, we're in the press box, and Tebow takes a snap for like a little quarterback draw, and I stand up and I go, showtime! <laughs> and like, I had like all of these like people like Sam Adams and like uh, Lund- like uh, Cecil and Nate Lundy might have been there, all these guys like looking at me like, uh, but like by the end, it like then, at the end of the season, um, Tebow, it's a playoff game against Pittsburgh. Okay? It's a playoff game yeah. against Pittsburgh. It's here because we won the division somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Pittsburgh's like on the cusp of winning Super Bowls. They're like in the midst of Palomalo greatness, yep. you know? And it's the first play of overtime, and we're in the press box, right? And it's like, it's rocking. This place, like, you could have never imagined like a crowd better than this ever. You know what I mean? For anything. You know what I mean? It was like the Broncos were playing the Steelers, but Garth Brooks was there performing also, along with, um, you know, um, Selena, uh, who came back from the dead. I mean, like, it was this kind of concert. I was like, it was like this kind of atmosphere. It was like the greatest thing ever. And then Tebow goes over the top to Demarius, and Cello goes, he's, oh, he goes, got him. And, like, <laughs> I saw Cello said that, but also when you hear the, Play, playback, I don't know if it's Al, who, I don't know if, damn, who is it? It's not Al Michaels, I don't know who it is. It's uh, not Kevin Harlan, it's like, it's, shoot, I don't know who it is. But he, you hear someone say, got him, Demarius Crossfield open a T-ball, and the cello always says that that's him on the audio. <laughs> it's really not. But that play where Tebow hits Demarius, Demarius cuts across the field, stiff arm to Ike Taylor, mm-hmm. like, you little bitch, get the F off me. Yeah. Totally. And, like, then goes into, like, turbo 
like yeah. a whole nother Terminator like, yeah, running like another like the Terminator. gear. It was like yeah. that. And scores for that walk off. That is one of the greatest plays in NFL history. Certainly one of the ten greatest plays in in NFL playoff history. It's just like with the characters. Tebow and Demarius with the against the Steelers that moment that yeah building, overtime playoffs it was the beginning of kind of like again they moved on to Peyton Manning Tebow kind of helped lay the groundwork down to make this thing look worthy enough for Tebow oh, yeah and, well Peyton's like well fuck if they're winning games and Tebow's completing two passes a game <laughs> imagine what we what I can do really so it's just like these are the stories and the stuff that I think of you know that when it comes to Demarius and. Um, you know, it's just like, that's it. I mean, we can go on. This is what we could do like a 20, 30-minute minute podcast here. And, we're, we, you know, we're in pretty good already. We haven't picked the Broncos game, which we'll do here. And I'm sure for the next week or two weeks and forever, we'll be talking about Demarius, honoring Demarius, and, you know, never forgetting Demarius. But, like, I got a million of those kind of stories. And, you know, Demarius for you is like Rod Smith and the Broncos coming up kind of for me. No doubt. So, you know, I don't know. Give me like one Demarius thought or story or something like that. Um, And then we'll pick this game and we'll shut this thing down. The Broncos go get this win. We'll come back on Monday and, um, and we'll see where we're at with the Broncos and have a chance to, you know, I have a couple days of reflection on DT a little bit. Yeah, um, it was it was something when I saw the news last night. I had a group text with a couple of the guys from the fan cave, and they said, did you see the Demarius Thomas news? And I didn't really look into it. I didn't want to confirm it because I didn't want to believe it. Yeah, It's just one of those things that you just – you want it to wow, be yeah. disproven so much. Um, so eventually when it – when I saw a lot of confirmation, I did a lot of the same thing you did, scrolling Twitter, seeing everybody's reactions, everybody's great memories of Demarius on and off the field, interacting with fans, uh, being the incredible person and athlete that he was. Um, reading his story, I think I read it like a, I don't know if it was this year or his last life year. Story? I read I read a story about the situation with his mother and his grandmother, like pretty recently, like within the last year. I read it. He was eleven. He came home from school and they went to jail. Yeah, for, until you know for like fifteen years. Yeah. So for for him stuff. for him to go through all of that and like be playing at the highest level, not be able to have the support of his mother, his grandmother around him, and. Then to eventually have them be able to watch him, He's to eventually an improbable, like unbelievable success story. It is. It's one. Portion. It's one of the greatest stories in football, I think, and he is definitely underappreciated as as both a a figure in sports and an athlete in general, just because of the things he was able to do. Um, one of the fun things that I remember about it was actually the Super Bowl year. It was in. In uh, the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, I went with some friends from CU Boulder, and it was a crazy game. It was a tight game, not Demarius' best game, but he was a huge part of that team. And like you said, a huge part of laying the groundwork that got them even that opportunity to compete for a championship. Mm -hmm. 
And so I remember people around us in those nosebleeds saying, oh, dropped a Miss Prime at it again. And they were kind of giving yeah. him giving him the business. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to defend him as best I could and say, this is this guy is one of the cornerstones of this team. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be here you without know, him. You know, T.O. dropped a lot of balls. You know, exactly. Like, he went to Georgia Tech. He wasn't, you know, a he wasn't um, supposed to come out and be one of the most polished receivers in the NFL. It just kind of happened because of incredible ability. He was a great player. Yeah, so it's just it's amazing to see the impact that he's had and will continue to have. And I think that this, like you said, it's an incredibly sad, heartbreaking totally. day for Broncos country and for the Thomas family. But I think that he's done so much good that there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of joy that comes from remembering those good times. Yeah, even though it is a very tragic event to lose DT so young. Pick this game this weekend for me. Uh, yeah, so... That's 10 points. Early in the week, I did not like the 10 points. The closer we get to Sunday, I like it more and more. Um, the cover or the way I li- outright? I like the Broncos to, okay. to win this one by 10-plus. Okay. So I think, that, I think that we'll see a defense very similar to what we saw against the Chiefs. Unless uh, I mean, I'm hoping they don't give up because the offense is so terrible. Yeah. But the Lions have a huge letdown spot here, and they gave everything they had to win that game against the Vikings, a Vikings team who we've seen time and time again yeah. like not be able to really close out games. This Broncos team has a problem maybe not closing out drives, but this isn't a game where you're going to be afraid to kick field goals. So they can take some of those points in scenarios where they were just – going for it to go for it to try to keep up with Mahomes and Kansas City. Um, I like the Broncos in this one 24 to 10. I think that the defense absolutely shuts down uh, Jared Goff and the Lions. I think that they've got some injuries that are definitely going to slow them down or not maybe not injuries but illness going around the locker room. Yeah. Um, maybe they partied too hard hmm. after the win. Maybe they had some bad food. But regardless – the defense is going to add some points here, and that's going to help get Teddy and the rest of the guys across the across the finish line. Javante, another big game for him for sure. Yeah. And I think that this is going to be a game where Jerry Judy kind of shows us what he's got one more time um, okay. and kind of, kind of brings back a little bit of the excitement around this offense because it has been gone for a lot of the season. But incredible, I think incredible performance from the defense, another strong running game, and Teddy Bridgewater doing what he does, being steady, What's taking care of the score? ball. 24-10. Okay, um, I like everything you'd say there. I agree with you. I mean, the Broncos will probably get right uh, uh, against the Lions. Um I kind of like like a 23-13, which is a push. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if I'd play it either way. Maybe throw it into some kind of parlay. But I, I have to – I don't know, man. Um, or go alternate spread with it. Well, I, the Broncos can control out of the game but still leave it like the window open a little For bit sure. because it's just the style of play and it's how they operate a little bit. Um, I like a 24-13, something like that. Yeah. Um, Get right, I guess you could say, but also sets up a really huge game against the Bengals next week, which we want. I want them to win this game. I think they will win this game against the Lions. Lions won't roll over. Um, and the Lions, don't anybody be shocked here, and let's not feel like shit and be you know so devastated Monday if they lose this game to the Lions because that's the way this kind of league is and works. 100%. Uh, again, we want this... Um, 
you know, we want the Broncos to continue and to extend this opportunity of seemingly being a playoff contending team. We don't want to let that go. And if you win this game and you beat the Bengals, I think you're a playoff team, at least for the time being. I think at six, at eight and six, you will be like the last team in or the first team out. And then you'd maybe be controlling some of your own destiny in terms of uh, having to beat the Chargers again, beat the Raiders, which both is doable. And Angles then, are a coin flip right and now. Then, well, but also, like, you know, uh, who knows what those teams are going to have to play for, including the Chiefs at the very end of the season. Yeah. If that game is not for the number one seed or if it's meaningless, they're not going to roll Mahomes out there. They're not going to roll Kelsey no. out there or Tyreek Hill, none of those guys. So we'll see. The Broncos it may set up for them still to um, win nine or ten games and make the playoffs. So we'll see. Um, this thing's over except for our friends at DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. want to mention these guys before we get out of here. Go bet this game or any NFL game this weekend because DraftKings Sportsbook right now um, is hooking up. Check this out. Bet $1 on any team, NFL team, to score, okay, and win $100 in free bets. You're like, well, what do you mean? Well, you can bet a game, make a lose. If your team scores a point, you're going to win the bet. I mean, it's like it's an absolute no-brainer. This is an opportunity for you to bet a dollar to get $100 in free bets. That's They're giving you $100 in free, free bets. This is what this thing is. Uh, there's, you know, no catch besides the, you know, four or five minutes it takes to uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code MHS and just sign up. That's the hardest part. You're, once you're in, you're in. The app is super easy to use and navigate. Um, and we're winning money on this thing all the time. I'm depositing. I'm not always hitting, but like, man, the same game parlays. I love those same game parlays and I'm a parlay builder. So, um, you know, I bet 25 bucks and four or five legs sometimes. Um, and when I hit, man, I, it's, I cash out for three, four, five, sometimes six, 700 bucks. And then I, I cash a little bit, you know, I gotta, you, you know, mm -hmm. you use that money and treat yourself or buy something or put that back in a little bit, but then I always keep a little bit to play with. So, um, this is an opportunity for about $1 to get a hundred dollars and then turn the hundred dollars into whatever you want. Maybe a good run, a good long run. So, uh, download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Bet one dollar on any team to score. Get a hundred dollars in free bets. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We love uh, we love these guys. Must be twenty one or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 That's the whole podcast. Danny Bailey has been a good one, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for making it sound so good. Uh, thanks for all the stuff you do at Mile High Sports here, man. Maybe we'll have you on. You should come maybe hang out in the studio or jump on next week with us, and we'll catch up. I should. The DT stuff, the state of the Broncos, depending on how they look this week, all that kind of stuff. Talk about the ladies a little bit. Hello, Ooh, ladies. Hello. Yeah. Um, have a good weekend, bro. Thank you. You too. Uh, appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.